0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. It's so good to have everybody in the house today. I want to continue our series, which is entitled, The Only Way Forward. Someone say, The Only Way Forward. How many of you know the only way forward truly and correctly and with God's hand on your life is in wisdom, right? That's The Only Way Forward in God's wisdom. Anybody in here made ever made what you would call a stupid mistake? My hands up first. Anybody in here ever made a stupid mistake? Hate to say words like that in church, you know, stupid, dumb, whatever. Idiotic, ignorant, misinformed, foolish. We've all done it. So today I want to talk to you about some attributes of wisdom and some things that lead to wisdom and some things that take away what's blocking your reception of wisdom. All right? So let's get to James chapter 3, verse 13. I want to get right into it. This is good. Now, James says this. He says, if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. I want to hesitate there for a moment. Humility comes from wisdom. But I also want to say this. This is very unique. Humility is very unique because humility allows you to gain wisdom. All right. Humility allows you to listen to people. Humility allows you to stop and go. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. Humility causes us to stop arguing. I don't know if that's you in here. I am a natural debater. I argue points for no reason. Sometimes it's almost like I need to argue at first before. Not every time I've gotten better. God's worked on me. But how many of you have to, even if you know deep down it's right, you got to argue it a little bit first before you agree to it. Right, why is that? You see, it's because I'm Latin. No, that one, that one doesn't have a culture. That is just human. That is, you know, I'm Latino, man. You know, Latino pride, Holmes. No, that ain't it. It's just human pride. See, i got to argue about it a little bit. No, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. So humility comes from wisdom, but humility also gives birth to wisdom. I believe that. Let's keep reading. But if you are bitterly jealous, oh man, and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. You ever seen people do that? You see, you've seen it all over the place. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. I don't know who this is for this morning. you got to humble yourself in, rem- in rem- remembering and knowing that you don't want somebody else's life. You don't. One thing I love about my wife is she's so honest on Instagram. You've been seeing that? She's been going through a battle. And I, you know what? I really, We really need to unite, unite in faith and prayer this morning at the end of the service for Pastor Jen's healing. I didn't do that during the altar call. But I love it that everything's not just... Flowers and rainbows and balloons on my wife's Instagram. I'm not an Instagram guy, but I see some of the stuff she posts and she shows me here and there. But, you know, some of Instagram makes people think everything's just perfect with other people's lives. You don't know what's going on with their life. When you humble yourself and get close to God and walk in his wisdom, you go, jealousy is foolishness. Such things are earthly, unspiritual and demonic. God never called you to want somebody else's life. For heaven's sake, God never called you to want somebody else's wife. One, one man of God years ago, he said, man, yeah, the grass looks greener on the other side, but it still needs to be mowed and cut and treated and fertilized. You don't know what's going on in everybody else's life. You don't. I've had people tell me dumb things like, well, your life looks perfect. I'm like, man, we, we as pastors go through battles, too, but it's different. We go through battles just as well. Life is life. Life is challenging. So jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Let's keep going. This is powerful. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Some translations say strife. When people are jealous and selfish, they argue and they fall into strife. You ever seen people arguing just about kill each other over some dumb thing? Does that happen? Usually it starts small. Sometimes, man, you say, man, it was worth fighting about. That was disrespectful or they did this. But, man, is anything worth fighting about? People get into stuff, man, and strife. Eh, There's jealousy and selfish ambition. You'll find disorder, strife, and evil of every kind. Every kind. Is that it? Is that verse 18 or is there more? But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. Someone say pure. God's wisdom is pure. This is going to explain a lot of what what we go over this morning. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. There's humility. It is full of mercy and the fruit of what? Good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. We're seeing all kinds of stuff in here. And those who are peacemakers, someone say peacemakers, will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of, of righteousness peacemakers now let me say it again humility true humility leads to wisdom and true wisdom leads to humility you're called to keep learning and growing and fearing God the rest of your days always you've never learned everything I've said this over the years as long as I've been pastoring we 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 took over in the English service under mom and dad's leadership and guidance. And under the timing that God gave them in 2013 and been doing this 10 years, and I want to tell you right now, I feel like now, after all these years of learning and growing and asking God for wisdom and reading through the word every single year, or listening to the entire Bible every single year, I still feel like there's so much I need to learn. So much. Why is that the old? Are, are some of you there? The older you get, the more you say, "Man, I don't know much." I don't know much. I got to keep growing and hearing God and learning. There's so much I need to learn. Let's go to Matthew 5, 5. Great book of the Bible. My favorite book. I'm not going to tell you why. God blesses those who are humble. One translation says meek. For they will inherit the whole earth. Can I get an amen in here? The meek, the humble, will inherit the earth. They're the wise ones. Wow. Wow. They will inherit the whole earth. Let's go to Proverbs 16, 18. Mm. There's the opposite of humility. Someone say the opposite. Uh Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Some of the proudest people I've ever met, they're setting themselves up, and I've watched them set themselves up for humiliation. Have you ever been at a place in your life? Maybe I'm reading your mail. I've been there. Or you wouldn't listen, you wouldn't listen, and then something, man, that embarrassed the fire out of you finally happened. You were set up for a fall, weren't you, because you wouldn't listen. I've been there. I have been there, man. I look back on my life and go, wow, I really should have listened to mom and dad about that. And I also look back, though, praise God, and say, man, I'm glad I listened to mom and dad about that. I'm glad I listened to my mentors and my teachers. I look back and go, man, I'm glad I listened to my wife about that. Sometimes I go, well, I should have listened to my wife about that. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Do you know pride was original sin? In heaven, the most beautiful of all God's creation was Lucifer. And he said, basically, he said, in essence, I want to be God. I will be just like him. I will be like the Most High. I, I, I will, I will. He made all these I will statements. And his destruction has not been complete yet, but he got kicked out of heaven. Can you imagine getting kicked out of heaven where it's perfect? No thank you. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but even as believers, we need to submit those areas of our lives to God and say, God, I'm sorry. I've been proud in that area. I haven't listened. I've ignored you. You know what the ultimate symptom of pride is? Not praying. Hard to humble yourself before God when you don't pray. God has spoken to me about that personally over the years. He said, man, you You need to get on your knees. He said, man, do I have to be on my knees to pray? It's a great, humble place. I pray seated and walking and driving and laying down a lot. But I'm telling you right now, when you do pray, you learn to humble yourself before God. One of the things that my mom left in her legacy for us and those she trained, those that were in her Bible study and those that were in her mentorship group, mom would always say, God, we can't do anything without you. I hear B saying that sometimes from up here. Lord, we can't do anything without you. We can't do it without you. We can't make it. I can do nothing without you. And Jesus said that. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we always need to recognize and be humble. Practice humility. How many of you know good things are worth practicing? We say, I don't have love. I don't have humility. You start now practicing. Someone say, practice. That's right. Let's go to Proverbs 12:19. Proverbs 12:19. I love this verse. I still remember years ago when I, I really discovered this verse and it, it just it hit me full in the face it said truthful words stand the test of time or truth, right? Truth, actual truth stands the test of time. But lies are soon exposed. People will tell you, you're crazy, that's not it, that's not it, uh-huh. Well, truth will stand the test of time. You don't have to fight and argue about it. You don't. Truth will stand up for itself. Why? Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. God is a God of truth. Look at Proverbs 12, 22. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who tell the truth. Have you ever noticed how offensive truth is to people? And maybe the timing was not right. Maybe, you know. Sometimes we give the truth, it's at the wrong time, or we should have prayed about it more, and we really needed to tell somebody. But have you ever seen people get offended with the truth? Have you? Now, it doesn't, okay, let me give you an example what truth is not. Because scripture says, speak the truth in love. Does anyone remember that verse? You ever walked up to someone and just made a comment on their way? That's not not a good way of presenting truth. I don't know what it is about Latinos. I've been talking to people about this. I've been doing some English and Spanish classes. I don't know what it is about Latinos. I remember even my grandma was this way. It feels like when they see you, or it's been a while, they got to comment on your weight. Have you ever seen someone like that? Why? Why is that? i lot of go, oh, man, you've put on some weight. My thing has always been, I show up. My weight has fluctuated for different reasons. I've had stomach issues over the years. God has healed my stomach now. And now I've gone gluten-free, not just to be cool or modern or a hipster. I'm actually allergic to gluten. And it's been tough keeping my weight on. I've had people over the years see me and go, Matt, are you okay? You've lost weight. Is everything okay? I'm all. I hadn't noticed I dropped all the pounds. Thank you. I feel so encouraged in the Lord. That's not the truth in love. You got a little weight on you. You look cute. That's between you and God, okay? My big thing is, are you healthy and do you feel good? I'm not worried about your weight. I'm really not. Slim or chunky, you're beautiful to the Lord, but you need to be where you are with your weight where you are because ideal weights can even be fake. They'll give you a weight and say, I don't feel healthy that way. Look, here's the truth in love. Find God's best for you by seeking Him and knowing what your body weight should be. You know if you're overweight or underweight or whatever. That's between you and God and those you love. I just want to see that you're healthy. That is the truth in love. There's something else about the truth. People, I said this a while ago, let me say it a different way. They have a hard time with it, don't they? They get angry and lash out. They do. The truth is tough. I've mentioned this recently. There was a guy on a video, and a, you know the whole thing about people identifying as women or what they identify as and if they identify as a tractor or whatever they identify as? <laughs> no, and I'm not making fun. There was a kid who said, I identify as a tractor. I identify as the tooth fairy, you know. I identify as the goddess of hair, but I'm bald. You know, just <laughs> crazy stuff, whatever. The whole world's looking at you going, what? That's not truth. People identifying as whatever. They, well, I su- we saw a documentary about a year ago, my wife and I. And this gentleman was going around asking people questions about what people are identifying as and stuff. And he asked a guy at a university, he said, what about the truth? And it sounded like a demon was talking. The guy said, the truth is harsh and condescending and hurtful. So let's never give the truth then? That sounds demonic, doesn't it? The Lord detests lying lips, but He delights in those who tell the truth. Scripture explains scripture. Later on in the Bible, the New Testament says, speaking the truth one to another, speaking the truth in love. Someone say, in love. Uh huh. Speaking the truth in love is God's wisdom. Some of you have been called, I'm telling you right now, to certain people at the job, certain people at the business you own that need to hear the truth and love about Jesus. They're not living right. You need to love them all the way into God's kingdom by telling them the truth at the right time. Really? Let's go with that, all right? The truth in love. So right now we have humility. Someone say humility. Mm, Great wisdom in humility. Great wisdom in truth. Someone say the truth. You don't ever want to fall into a place where you are self-deceived. That whole identification stuff, that's a lie of the enemy. Scripture says that Satan is the father of lies. He's the originator of it. People don't operate in the truth. They become a person who's walking in self-deception. You don't want that. Self-deception, I won't get deep into it this morning, opens the door for a Jezebel spirit. You say, oh, Jezebel spirit, that's just for women. Oh, no, no, men and women operate it, can operate in a Jezebel spirit. These are the hallmarks of the Jezebel spirit. It starts off with hurt, and then it gets into self-deception, then it gets into control, manipulation, and they are never wrong, but everybody around them is wrong. Doesn't that sound like a lie? How are you always going to be the only right one? Huh? And that, that gets into narcissism and all kind of, kinds of other stuff. It's self-deception. So always seek truth in God's word. And if someone rebukes you or corrects you, a pastor, a mentor, a Bible study leader, someone you love, <coughs> a relative, an authority figure, a boss, you say they were rude or they didn't do it just right. Or I don't like how. You know what your job is to do? Your job is to discern truth. Is somebody with me still? Your job is to go, Wait. I don't like how they did it, but they're right. Years ago, I got pulled over by a state cop in Texas. I knew I was wrong. I knew I was speeding. I think I was on that dangerous telephone pole road. I don't know what he was doing back there. I went back there to avoid cops, but he got me. I think it happened twice in in a number of years, maybe in five, six, seven years. It happened twice. But I remember thinking this guy was so rude. Man, they were so rude. I'm going to just not pay the ticket in Texas. That's a whole other story. That's not wisdom either. But the truth of the matter was, I was wrong. And regardless of how that state cop acted, I was wrong. And my job was to discern truth and do my job in paying the ticket. Well, I put it off. And pretty soon, it was State of Texas versus Matthew Sinna. They're getting ready to issue a warrant for my arrest. And my baby sister goes, you want to go to jail, huh? (laughs) She goes, you think that would be cool? I, I forget what she said. It's been 20 years ago. I went, no, but I thought, well, no. (laughs) But my job was to discern truth. Many times we make excuses and don't follow through with the truth just because we don't like the messenger or how they said it or what took place. But the truth of the matter was I owed and I needed to pay it. And you know, it was amazing how that ticket started to double right quick when I didn't pay it on time in the state of Texas and Texas versus Matthew Senna, never again. Remember, I made a decision and went, that was stupid. The truth of the matter was I needed to submit, humble myself, see point one, right, and take care of business. The truth of the matter was I was speeding. Stop blaming the law. Stop blaming people. Recognize and discern truth. That's a large part of wisdom. Let's move on now. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Ephesians 4, verse 2. Look at this. Always be humble and gentle. Look how these points tie in this morning. Got humility. Humility. And truth, now we're talking about something else here. Look at this. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love, right? Remember speaking the truth in love? Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit. Someone say unity. Mm -hmm. Binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body, one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Let's go back to that previous verse. Make every effort, the word says, to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Someone say unity. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Psalm 133. Whether you catch all this or not, just know that this talks about unity, that word there, harmony, you see on the screen, that's another word for unity. You ever heard a song that's not in harmony with itself? Something's off? For a song to sound good, it's got to be in unity, right? So har- harmony is another word for unity. Look at this. How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers, when family, when people live together in harmony or unity, right? For harmony or unity is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, the first high priest of Israel, that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe. Hmm. Unity affects everything, every part of your life. Are you seeing that in that verse? They poured the anointing oil on Aaron's head, and it came down to his beard, came down to his robe. Unity and harmony affects every area of your life and the lives of people around you. Harmony or unity is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life everlasting. Look at this. The wisdom of walking in unity is God pronounces a blessing where unity is. Did you know even among the people of the world that when they're in unity... They can do just about anything, right or wrong, when people get together and get in unity. How much more in God's kingdom where God's blessing is pronounced over your unity? I want you to take inventory real quick and think about this. Is there any area of my life that I have had continual strife in? Ooh, don't raise your hands. Think about it. Say I'm arguing, I'm fighting, we're back and forth with my boss or my my spouse, my husband or wife or my kids. Let me ask you guys this as believers, people on a Sunday morning at church here on the south side in Hobbs, New Mexico. Has the strife gotten you anywhere? It hasn't. Uh-uh. It has not. Remember where there's no humility? There's <clears throat> that was point one this morning out of the book of James. There's strife and jealousy. Jealousy leads to strife at every evil, evil work. Man, we got to walk in unity. Or your life will be set on fire, but not by God's anointing and by his presence. Your life will be set on fire by hell itself when there is no unity in a certain area. That drives people crazy. Man, after a while, they're struggling. They're battling with substances. And man, I can't get in unity here. You've got to find a way to get in unity, especially spouses. But man, with other people you've got to work with. And if, hey, if you're not married to them and you say, hey, This is crazy. They won't get in unity with me. I've tried. I've tried to forgive and walk in love with them. I've forgiven. They won't forgive me. Get away from them. Get the heck away from them. Excuse my language. Let's read that last verse again of Psalm 133. Look at this. Harmony is as as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord has commanded or pronounced his blessing, even life. Everlasting. Someone say unity. Say, we got to get on the same page. And some people, did you know what? Sometimes you can get in unity with someone when you say, we don't agree, we're going to agree to disagree, but we're going to stop talking about it. We'll stop fighting about it and cussing about it, acting crazy about it. You need to walk in unity. You've been called as a believer to walk in unity. Did you know Scripture says, "Where where it is at all possible, pursue peace with all men. Here's another one. Proverbs says, Those whose ways please the Lord, even their enemies, are at peace with them. And that leads me to point four today, which is peace. Peace is one of the attributes of wisdom. When you're walking in wisdom, oh man, it brings great peace. Let's go to Matthew 5, 9. This is my last point, Matthew 5, 9. Thank you for listening so well this morning, people of God. God blesses those who work for peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, one translation says, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. God blesses those who work for peace. And man, I'm doing, I'm, I'm in strife here. We're in disagreement. Well, number one, you need boundaries. You need a boundary where you go, look, I'm not going to change my beliefs. You may not change yours, but we're not going to keep fighting. And this is my boundary. Don't cross it. No, I said, no, we're going to live right. We're not going to have substances in my home like that. I'm not going to have alcohol in my home and and loose living and and sin and all this other crazy stuff. I'm not going to allow people to walk in and talk dirty language in my home. I'm not going to let them bring alcohol in my home if I don't want that and I feel it's wrong. I'm not going to allow certain things to come in my home. I'm not going to watch certain things in my home. I'm going to have boundaries. Boundaries bring peace, I'm telling you right now. At first, it may seem like they don't because it creates a seeming bit of turmoil you ever had a boundary and then man everybody's mad at you they'll get over it if they love you they'll get over it you got to have a boundary you say we're not going to allow that anymore i'm not going to permit this anymore no god blesses those who work for peace you say no peace is agreeing with everybody how can you agree and do what everybody else is telling you to do all the time you got to get back to god's word and what gives you peace according to his word are you still listening this morning I want to see you next week I know y'all are y'all are a little quiet this morning I want to see you next week you know I love you and I've got to speak the truth of God's word it is not easy to talk about wisdom because wisdom sometimes covers so not sometimes it covers so many areas of our life and how many of you know sometimes our areas different areas of our lives are out of whack and we just lack wisdom I've had it over and over again I have And we tweak these areas. Let's go to Isaiah 26.3. Look at this good news. Speaking to God, Lord, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Some of you say, man, I don't I don't feel a lot of peace right now. Hey, make this a habit, not just a month or two weeks or three days or two months or six months. God will keep you in perfect peace as you trust in him and your thoughts are fixed on him. Peace. Someone say peace. Jesus say, Jesus said, I will give you the peace that passes understanding. The world doesn't understand this peace. They don't know about it. They don't know. They don't understand it. I can prove to you the whole world is seeking peace, whether it's in a bottle or in a physical relationship with someone or doing some crazy thing or violence or crime or substances or avoiding God. They're all trying to find peace some way, but it's How many of you know the only way to find peace is to find Jesus and to walk with God? That's how you find peace. And true peace comes from walking in wisdom. Scripture says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Here's some wisdom to the wise. Scripture says a companion of fools will be destroyed. One one translation, a little easier on the ear, says you hang out with troublemakers, you'll, you'll fall into trouble. Well, yeah. That's pretty basic, pretty simple, pretty gentle on the stomach. But let me tell you this right now: if every time you get around someone and you don't, you find out you don't have peace when you're around them, what does that mean? That means you probably shouldn't be around them. Is somebody with me here? How about you? 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 You go to this certain place, you do this certain activity, you're doing anything at all that robs your peace, it is not wisdom to stay in that situation and keep doing it over and over. Someone said the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same things over and over and expect different results. We've all been there, right? I've had someone tell me that before. He's like, Matt, you're doing the same thing over and over again. You're, ex- you're expecting something hap- different to happen. i was like, yeah, kind of. I guess I was. No. Got to do something different to get different results. You want to walk in peace because God has called you to walk in peace with people around you, with him. I'm going to give people a chance this morning to make peace with God even. That's what our prayer of salvation is. So let me go over our points again before we close this morning. Great attribute of wisdom, something that also leads to wisdom, is humility. Someone say humility, please. Yeah, being able to humble yourself before God, telling people I was wrong, I'm sorry, learning to apologize, telling God I'm sorry, Lord, I humble myself before you. Some of the worst characters in the Bible were full of pride, and it led to their absolute destruction. Jezebel, Haman, different kings throughout history in Israel and Judah, different people that were proud, King Agrippa, who took all the glory and was consumed by worms. You say, that's crazy. They had no humility. Look at number two here. There's a great attribute of walking in wisdom. And truth will lead you into wisdom, and wisdom will lead you into truth. Someone say truth. Seek truth in God's word. Say, I don't know what the truth is. I'm confused. Want to get rid of confusion? Get into God's word and get around the right people, godly influences. Number three is unity with the right people. Unity with God. Staying in lockstep with the body of Christ, staying in step with God's will, staying in unity because that's where he commands the blessing. And number four, peace. Someone say peace. God gives peace to those that are seeking wisdom and walking in unity and walking in truth and humility. Someone say peace. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. Is there anyone here at the sound of my voice? that would say, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus and make Him the Lord of my life. If that's you today, you say, man, I have no peace. I'm not walking in wisdom or humility or truth because I'm not serving God. You say, man, I need to accept Jesus and make peace with God and humble myself before Him and invite Him into my life. If that is you this morning, Please raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. We're going to pray with you as a church family. No shame in it. will not embarrass you. It's the most honorable thing in the world to commit your life to Christ and to walk with Jesus forever and go to heaven because you serve him. Raise your hand this morning. This is also for the live stream. Raise your hand this morning if you say, man, I need to accept Jesus in my life. If that's you today, I see a hand. God bless you for your courage. Anybody else? All right. Everybody in this house, pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. Cleanse me. I call forth on your wisdom. I want your wisdom. I want to be close to you. Lord, please forgive me of my sins. I am a sinner apart from you, and I can't save myself. Say, Lord... I confess and I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Come into my life and save me. Say, I believe Jesus died and rose again for me. I believe it. Thank you for saving me, Lord. I bless your name. Thank you for hearing me today. In Jesus' name.